Rosh Chodesh Aleph Iyar Tavshin Ayin Chet. Coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Just 
From uh, the album Yonatan Razel Bahofa Abba Hechala Tabut Tel Aviv, a live performance with his classic Katonti opens things up here on this live edition of the Israel Show. It is uh, sphere format, though we are in the uh, slow and inspirational music set mix that we're going to present today and that was the first one and is very appropriate we'll get to that uh in a minute we remind you that we're here each and every monday immediately following jm in the am 9 a.m eastern 4 p.m israel time around the world whatever time it is now that's the time that we're on live but whenever you want to hear the show whenever you want to hear the show you can listen to it on demand there's nothing like it it's just the miraculous world that we live in on an iPhone, on a computer, on an iPad, on a laptop, on a, on a desktop, whatever you want. You can carry it with you in your pocket via the Nachum Siegel Network app. All you got to do is uh, download the app. It's free. It takes about two and a half seconds. If you have a slow Wi-Fi, it might take three seconds. Still, pretty good, right? Who would have thunk it? And you go to the app. You go to the um, archives. You click on The Israel Show, and there it is, all this stuff. Now, you're listening live, hopefully, and if you're not, then you already know how to get to the archives. So I tell you all this because I want to encourage you to tell anyone that you know that might be interested in this type of programming, great Israeli music, a lot of new Israeli music, and nostalgic Israeli music, a lot of talk about Israel, whether it's the current events, politics, Torah, inspiration, whatever, whatever's going on in Israel, we're going to share it with you, and we're happy to do so. Katonti mikol hachasadim umikol ha'emet asher sita tavdecha. I am, says Yaakov, Yaakov Avinu, as he's about to be reunited with his brother Esav. Yaakov Avinu, our father Jacob, we are his children, Bnei Yisrael is scared that his brother Esav is going to kill him. And he prays to God. And he says, Katonti, from the word katan, small, but literally means I am unworthy. I'm not deserving. I'm unworthy of all the kindness that you have 
steadfastly shown me. When I left, when I ran away from Esav, his parents said to him, run. His mother said, run. His father said, go get a shidduch. When I left, all I had was my walking stick, makli, makel, kivim makli, avarti tayerdein hazeh. I crossed over the Jordan to go east to his uncle, ve'ata, and now hayiti lishnei machanot. And now look how much I have. And he thanks God for the abundance. And not only the, the abundance, but his recognition that he came from nothing. We're starting off an amazing week of Jewish history. Amazing month, one could say, in extension. Rosh Chodesh Iyar. On Hey Iyar, five days into the month, the state of Israel was declared 70 years ago. Chavchet Iyar, the liberation of Yerushalayim, and the miracles that happened both on Hay and on Chavchet of Iyar, the open miracles, are astounding. And if we think back to Hay Iyar of 1948, Tashach, if we think about who we were and where we were, a collection of... Uh, Holocaust survivors to a great extent. A tiny country surrounded by enemies. We didn't even have weapons. It's as if we only had a stick to try and beat our enemies. We crossed over with very little. And now... Oh my gosh, I just came back from Israel. And if you open your eyes and you see what is going on there, there is so much. We split it into two camps. There's so much in Israel. It is unbelievable. The country is thriving. The roads are packed with cars. People are just... Just crowding the streets, Cholamoed in Yerushalayim, the place was hopping and popping. It was amazing. And 70 years ago, a lifetime, one lifetime, Kivimakli, then all we came to the land with maybe with a rifle, maybe with a, with a, with a, with a jeep. We didn't even have an air force. And now, with God's help, we have an atom bomb, and we can defend ourselves. And we have one of the most, one of the strongest armies, navies, and air forces in the area to the extent that the Arabs, who hate us so much, are looking to us to help them fight off their internecine battles. Saudi Arabia comes to Israel to help in the fight against Iran. And we have to recognize that 
before we continue the prayer, save us, keep us, watch over us, take us from out of danger, we have to remember all the chasadim, all the amazing all the amazing things that God has done for us in this generation. Why in this generation? Why didn't the previous generations merit this? I don't know. But we have. And God showed us kindness. And we have to celebrate. And this week we do both. We remember the Makli Avarti on Wednesday when we commemorate Yom HaZikaron L'Chalalei Tzahal. We remember those who fell in the service in defending the land of Israel. Over 20,000 many young men whose lives were cut off in their late teens or early 20s. We will remember them on Wednesday over at JM in the AM. Hope that you join us. We'll tell you some stories, some personal stories to help the the big numbers, to boil them down to a story, two stories, three stories of people that we can all hopefully connect with. And then on Thursday, we celebrate. Oh, we celebrate all the chasadim. We're going to celebrate it as much as we can, with as much energy as we can, with the excitement because we have been Zoha to something that none before us for over for close to two no more than two thousand years have not been Zoha, have not enjoyed and seen the return to the, of Jewish sovereignty to the land of Israel. It's amazing. And I gotta tell you, it is just an amazing country. It is dominating the world in high tech and biotech in agricultural tech. We are in Orla Goyim in the sense of we try to be also a moral Orla Goyim, but we're surely in Orla Goyim in the sense of lighting the light of technology that helps mankind do better things. We're going to talk about the situation in Israel coming up soon. We're going to share some new music with you, which I think you're going to really enjoy. And um, I thank you so much for tuning in and making us a part of your week. Um, you can comment on during the show via the app, but I will only see it during the show. After that, it will disappear. Uh, you can also reach us via our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Um, and you can always post there. And if you're not, if you have not friended the page or you know somebody who hasn't, please do so because uh, I think that you will find it enjoyable. You can always unfriend it if you don't like. We've posted some great stuff recently. And of course, during the week of, um, of Yom Atzmoot and Yom Azikaron, we'll post more stuff. Uh, as we do at the end of every show we will do today, we'll post a list uh, of the YouTube links to songs that we played during the show. Any song that has a YouTube video available, we will post the um, the links so you can listen to the songs whenever you want. Great, 
selection of songs. Um, Yishai Rebo, Or HaChayim, off of his album Pachat Gvahim. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Or Hachayim about the study of Torah, one of his classics. And uh, we do have a link to that. We'll post it for you if you want to listen to it later on. We'll post it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. So um, on Friday night, the United States of America used its uh, military might to um, send a message. Not sure uh, if the message was well-received, but they wanted to send a message to uh, Syria, to the world. I'm not really sure who who the message was targeted at. By uh, attacking, sending missiles to destroy what they claim are chemical weapons, um, storehouses, or, or um, and, I shouldn't say or and, 
research uh, centers that were working on the production of chemical weapons and so forth and so on. It seems a little, you know, wow, we, we showed them, right? We, we are not afraid of Putin and Iran who are now controlling Syria. We're going to show them no chemical weapons. Well, a couple of points. Number one, where the heck did Assad get chemical weapons from? Don't you remember that President Barack Obama so pridefully boasted that 100% of the chemical weapons of Iran are gone? And John Kerry, the great Secretary of State, the ultimate diplomat, Yes, Syria handed over all its chemical weapons to Russia and they're not they're stored and they're not being used blah 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 blah. Well, apparently not. This did happen before by the way. While President Obama was still in office, Russia um Syria used the same chlorine bombs as they're known. Weapons of uh, mass destruction to um, take over areas in Syria that their um, that the rebels were holding, and at the time, as I looked, I looked back yesterday to try and see what the president, what President Obama said. He said, "Well, you know, um, it, it, chlorine wasn't chlorine bombs weren't included in in that arrangement, so it's not considered chemical weapons." Yeah, okay. You can go on believing all that. And to um, to dampen a little bit the celebration, if you will, of the Trump administration who, who showed the world that we won't stand by while chemical weapons are used. So here's what happened. The Russians, who really control... Unfortunately, today, the skies of most of Syria were told in advance where the United States was going to attack. Russia was told that the United States would not attack any of its installations and that none of its soldiers or, or people on the ground are going to be harmed. And Russia was told in enough time to move any of its people who were, might have been near the areas that were going to be bombed. Can you imagine that? It's almost as silly as Israel uh, sending out pamphlets to, to a house and saying we're going to bomb this house so everybody get out, warning the terrorists. It's so crazy. It's so weird. I, I don't even know what to make of it, to be honest with you. But we look tough now, sort of. We look sort of tough. I don't know. I don't know if anybody falls for this, but... Yay for France and Britain who stood by our side as we bombed some place that we don't even know what's there. And we put an end to his chemical warfare. Okay, so he won't use chemical weapons. He'll just slaughter another um, 600, 700,000 of his own people. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people are being slaughtered daily. I mean, thousands almost daily, one could say. And over the last few years, hundreds of thousands, probably more than half a million people were just slaughtered. Innocent people. Yeah, nobody cares. But you know, on the Gaza border, 
where 10,000 Arabs were pressed by the Hamas to make a run on the uh, fence to burn tires so that there'll be a smoke screen so that they can then attack the fence with um, ammunition. And the Israelis, the Israeli soldiers on the border fence shot back at those who they felt were endangering them. There, oh, the world is, oh boy, the world is really on top of things over there. Let me tell you. Israel killed some terrorists. (gasps) Oh my God. Yeah. That is the craziness of the world we're on. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about this, about Syria and about Gaza and um, what we might see coming soon and what we have to think about. Um, but first, we're going to go to some more music. And this is a really, really special song. About, I don't know, a month, month and a half ago, we introduced you to a project in Israel, an initiative called Kululam, where... Hundreds of people get together, learn, people that don't know each other from all over the country get together and they learn a song. They're taught by the organizers a song. They're divided into different, I think, three or four parts for harmony. Each part is, each, each section is taught their part. And then there's a, there's an orchestra, some bigger orchestra, some, sometimes a bigger orchestra, sometimes less so. And uh, they sing the song together. And the idea is to create unity through music. And we played the song that they sang in Haifa, which included uh, both Jews and Muslims, and within the Jewish population, of course, is everything. I would say everything except, um, you know, from, from the Haredi uh, community, because they don't feel that's appropriate. I hear that. But Kipot um, goat and... Um, people that look like they're from Yudan Shamron, even though that's a stereotype, uh, irreligious, or old, young, soldiers, everybody. And we played for you uh, one day. That was the uh, song that they did. And it was gorgeous. And I think we introduced this whole idea. That was the first I heard of it. It was running ready for a while. It's now a year old, this project, this initiative, and it has taken off in the last month and a half or so. Like gangbusters. Amazing. So two songs were recently done, and we're going to play one today and one on your Matsumot. The one that we're going to play today is uh, the famous song, Chai, which represented Israel in the Eurovision Festival. It was sung at the time by the late Ofra Chaza, in the 1983 Eurovision. Um, words, melody by the great Ehud Manor. And the song is, Aniot Chai, I, meaning I, the Jewish people, we are still alive. That's the song that grandfather sang in the past to father, and now, and now I sing it to my children. And the Jewish people continue to high, high, high to live and to pass from generation to generation the message that Am Yisrael high, Ken Ani Od high. Yes, I am still alive. And the beauty of this idea was that the Kululam invited 600 Holocaust survivors and their families. 
Can you imagine? Just think about it in, in your mind. All these people together, the generation of Saba, that sang to Abba, Am Yisrael Chai, that made it through the Holocaust and said, we are still here. And the younger generation that is now passing it on to their children, I encourage you to see the video and post it, of course, on our Facebook page. Because the video makes it so much more amazing when you see the faces of the survivors and the faces of their children and the faces of their grandchildren. And all of them have that one message. Am Israel Chai. We are here to continue and tell the story. And again, going back to the theme, we came out of the Holocaust barely barely surviving as a nation, and look where we are now. And that fits into this theme. Kululam, <clears throat> so I remember discussing with it um, uh, when we did it previously, that it would seem to me that it, it's a combination of kol, kufvav lamid, voice, kulam, everybody, maybe also ulam, big a big hall, and it's very cool. That's what I added in. So this is Kululam. 600 Holocaust survivors and their family who were invited to celebrate through the song in three-part harmony for the three generations and to celebrate the message of Chai. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
yourself a favor. Watch the video. This that you the part that you heard is beautiful and with the explanation before I hope it had more meaning understanding the generations of the Holocaust survivors and their families who were who were singing. But if you watch the video, I mean just have a box of tissues nearby. It is just breathtakingly moving. What a beautiful, beautiful idea this Kululam is. The idea that we can unite through music, and this is something we've spoken about for probably already 15 years, if not more, how music and the musicians, the artists in Israel, are uniting the surely the Ashkenazi and Sephardi and Dati and quote-unquote Chiloni divides. And um, you have so many artists like Eviatar Banai and others that are crossing and blurring the lines. The bunch of Banais that are, that are doing that and, and so many others. And Yishai Rebo who is being embraced not only by religious people. Once upon a time, religious music and religious singers were only embraced by religious people. And now today, this idea that, the, that, the, um, that these definitions somehow still exist is, is being tossed out. We don't have to all be in a box. And music is such a great way through which we do that. And, and this particular initiative, this Kululam, which is one year old, it just started a year ago, is doing such great things. So on Yom Ha'atzma'ut, which is celebrated this year on Thursday, which is Dalidiyar in this year, on Yom Ha'atzma'ut, we will play for you the second of these two, of the two songs that Kululam recently recorded. And that is um, the song that, another Eurovision song, that actually won, Hallelujah. I'm sorry, no, that's a different one. We'll play that also. That's a remake of of Hallelujah with Yardena Arazi. And uh, that with also a Kululam audience. We'll play that for you on Yom Smut. That's amazing. You'll love it. But also... The bigger one, which is the largest crowd they've ever had before, they took the, um, the I don't remember what it's called now, the Menorah Miftachim, I think Yad Aliyahu was the original name of that big basketball stadium. It holds 12,000 people. The place was filled to the rafters, 12,000 people, including the President of Israel, members of Knesset, ministers, and tons of Amcha, who came to sing Naomi Shemer's Al Hadvash Al HaOkets, which represents the state of Israel and life in general, but surely the state of Israel, the honey and the, and the sting, the sweet and the, uh, and the difficult. And um, it just came out today. Can't, I'm not going to play it today. We're going to play it for Yom Ha'atzma'ut, but you can see it online if you do a search. And if not, or even if you do, tune in on Yom Ha'atzma'ut to JM in the AM what a, a amazing program is being planned. And I will be, um, I'm privileged yet again to take part co-hosting with Nachum. But there's a lot of stuff this year in honor of the 70th anniversary, above and beyond what we usually do. 
that Nahum and Miriam and the uh, Nahum Siegel Network group is planning. So um, we really encourage you to stay tuned and uh, listen to that and also Wednesday to the special Yom HaZikaron show which I'll be doing, uh, filling in for Nahum. <sighs> Let's see, where are we going? Where are we? There's just so much stuff. I don't even know where to start. Um, we'll go to some more music. How's that? I This is... Um, Ufkozal is a very well-known song that's done by tons of uh, a cappella groups around the world. Very a cappella-ish song. Um, it was re-recorded a, little, a few years ago, actually, by Sarit Haddad, who is an expert in giving the old Ashkenazic sounding songs a Sephardic touch and I uh, I came across this song yesterday as I was looking for a different song I was looking for a song that we will play in Yom Mode, which is Sarit Haddad singing one of the Pugi classics Natati Lachayai which stirred up some controversy in Israel but, is, but it's very cool and we'll play it on Yom Blineder, time permitting um, so I was looking for that and I found this Sarit Haddad singing uh, Uf Gozal is a um, tribute to Eric Einstein, who sang it originally. We'll play it for you here. I think that you will find it um, inspiring, as I did as well. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
שככה זה בטבע, וגם אני עזבתי got to tell you, we call it slow and inspirational music. I'm being very inspired this morning. These are just, just beautiful songs, and most of them are new, are new. I mean, either new or new versions of songs that we're familiar with. There's so much coming out on the, the there's two services, two well-known services, in addition to YouTube and Facebook and other stuff, but there's two well-known services that provide um the radio industry um that is a consumer of israeli music they provide all the new music that comes out and it's just it's just flowing in like crazy in honor of the 70th year of course yom hashoah yom hazikaron and the 70th anniversary um a little bit about what's going on in aza israel announced yesterday that yet again they discovered and uncovered and blew up a major, massive terror tunnel that was dug from Aza and actually crossed the border underground into Israel. And you can imagine if this uh, terror tunnel would have not been discovered, what this, what might have happened, God forbid, when uh, the Hamas would send its soldiers and vehicles and so forth to pop out of the ground in Israel and, God forbid, surround a Moshav, a Yishuv, Kibbutz, Netiv Asara, other, other Otfei Aza settlements that surround the Aza border. Obviously, and we've said this before, Israel has used its collective efforts and energies put together the best minds minds to figure out a way to fight these terror tunnels and what's happening now over the last three weeks Hamas the terror organization that rules Aza the dictatorship tyrannical dictatorship that rules Aza has been pushing its people every Friday, which is 
which is the Muslim Shabbat, when they get all riled up in the mosques and then they run out and they're pushing them to go to the border fence. Israel put up a border fence between it and Aza with all kinds of uh, technological ways to detect whether someone's gone over the border. So before the first of these Fridays, clearly they sent individuals to see if they could make it. And yes, three Arabs who were armed, not heavily armed, but armed, walked quite a walk from the Gaza border to an army base, the one known as Tse'ilim, one of the largest army bases. It happens to be in the Negev, not far from Beersheba. Until they were caught. There's video feed from different places that they passed on their leisurely stroll. Numerous, probably around somewhere between 5 and 10 cases where Hamas just sent individuals to cut the fence and see how Israel would react. And then began this every Friday where they sent thousands of people to the, to the gate, to the fence, I'm sorry, um, and tried to create a threatening situation, egging on the Israeli soldiers to shoot, and then when someone is shot, they go to the world media who plays right into right along with them and says, oh my gosh, Israel shot a journalist, oh my gosh, Israel shot an innocent child or whatever. Thousands and thousands of tires were put up against the fence and, and set on fire to create a huge smoke screen along the fence in order that they should be able to do things and Again, taunt to soldiers who, who are now can't even see exactly what's going on on the other side. And the world went crazy. Oh my God, a journalist was shot. He was wearing a press vest. Here's the, yeah, but you don't see the whole picture. You don't see the terrorist who's standing right next to him throwing some incendiary device at the Israeli soldiers. I believe these are connected. And many in Israel have said the same. The Hamas realizes that its main weapon, the terror tunnels, that weapon is no longer usable. It's over. Now they have to come up with something else. They have to come up with something that will cause difficulties for Israel, will continue to keep their name in the news, even at the cost of, you know, what do they care? So a bunch of people are killed. They don't care. They, they couldn't give a hoot. Just the opposite. If you're killed, you're a shahid. You're, you're a martyr. Abu Mazen will send you a salary. So that maybe explains what is happening on the Gaza border. And I don't know how, how long this will last. So far, Israel's come out of it not bad. I mean, yes, there was some bad press. But um, held firm, and hopefully they'll continue to do so, and Hamas will give up at some point and start. Of course, they'll start something else. This is what they do, Hamas. They sit and plan how they can create trouble with Israel and ultimately, hopefully, destroy Israel. All the money that they get from outside sources, the, the tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions, that were poured into these terror tunnels which went to waste and now being poured into other ventures, 
nothing for the benefit of the people of Aza, God forbid. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. What can we do? Um, Rami Kleinstein. Let's see if we have time for this. Um, Yeah, let's try it. Rami Kleinstein, uh, on his latest album, called Haosef, the collection, put out uh, a collection of his music, but also two new songs. One of them is done together with Yonatan Razel, and it's literally a religious song. Tamid Elecha, always to you, God. Um, do we do we look to and pray to and so forth? As uh, many know, Rami Kleinstein has, uh, as they say in Israel, mitchazek. He's he's becoming more traditional, and uh, I think this song probably is is one of the best indications of it. There were other songs as well, but this one is really pretty heavy duty in that sense. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Elokai Torah u'mitzvot lanu natata Tzinor lehitchaber elecha otam asita Elokai Torah u'mitzvot lanu natata Orot elyonim darkam lanu shalakta Elokai sakenina Betoratcha uvemitzvotecha Lechaberet nishmati tamid elecha Lechaber, lechaber, tamid elecha Elokai sakenina Betoratcha Kleinstein with uh, Jonathan Razel off of um, the Osef, the collection of 
his songs. Um, and we're going to end off with something brand new and yet very nostalgic. Uh, one of my favorite slow lullabyish songs out of Israel is called Hitchragut. And um, this is part of a project that just came out now. It's called Project Mechonat Hazman, the Time Machine, where um, contemporary Israeli artists are recording classical, or classic, I should say, Israeli songs that go back throughout the 70 years of Israel's existence. And this one is called Hitragut, or Yesh Eisham. And we will play that right after we say thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all your Facebook likes and comments. Make sure to take a look at the Facebook page after the later on today where we'll post all the links to the YouTube videos of the songs that we played, especially the Kululam of Chai. You got to see it. You got to see it. One of our listeners already commented on the app that he saw it and, and it was really moving. Um... Coming up, oh, thanks to the staff of Nachum Siegel Network, lost my place there. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel and special Mazel Tov wishes to the Siegel family on the Bar Mitzvah of Gavri yesterday. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock with After Further Review, covering the latest in the world of sports, and a brand new show joins the Nachum Siegel Network lineup at 11 o'clock, immediately following Yoni Pollock today. Novak Now will focus on the big news stories and offer unique analysis from longtime TV news producer and editorial columnist Jake Novak. So um, this, is, uh, this is big news for the Nachum Siegel Network. We hope you join right after Yoni Pollock and, um, and after further review. It's after after further review. <laughs> so uh, join that. Novak now. Um, and then the great music marathon of slow and inspirational music. Until Wednesday, Yom Azikaron, I'll be filling in for Nachum at Jamie D.A.M. Thursday, I'll be joining Nachum at Jamie D.A.M. for Yom Atzmaut. And then, Monday, immediately following Jamie D.A.M., this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. Oh, no, 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 no. They're just running in a different race. Mm-hmm.